As the Texas Longhorns claimed the 2022 Women's Volleyball National Championship and the confetti fell, that means time to turn its attention to Tampa Bay. The road to Tampa Bay, we are officially on the clock for the NCAA Volleyball Championship Final Four at Amelie Arena, December 13th to the 16th, coming up in 2023. Welcome to part two of our Game Day Everyday podcast, alongside Rob Higgins, the Executive Director of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. I am Ryan Bass. Rob? I know how copious of a note taker you are. You and your team were able to be out there in Omaha, uh, just taking in the events, snapping photos, uh, truly being there, not only to promote our hosting of the Final Four coming up uh, in December of 2023, but also to make sure that you were able to take in and observe how Omaha was putting on you know, a fantastic event. Uh, as we get into part two here, just curious, as you take some of those notes down, what were some of the observations you had from Omaha that you can apply here to Tampa Bay? Certainly there was a lot. I mean, you listen to feedback from the teams and the coaches and the NCAA, and there was so many great things that that took place in Omaha that we want to take and add uh, to our playbook. There's other things that, quite frankly, maybe from a weather perspective and, and other angles that aren't quite as applicable, I, I don't think we'll need our, our snow plows or anything else. Uh, as part of it, we'll probably leverage the outdoors a, a little more versus avoiding them. But there are um, there was a lot of great takeaways. And one of the things that I, I wanted to share with listeners is that on our website, we actually did a journal of sorts for each of the days in, in Omaha. Our good friend Joey Johnston, uh, we would download notes and pictures to him each day. And then he wrote an article literally every day. So you can go through the four or five days in Omaha on our website and and it focuses on what we learned each day. I mean, for example, one of the things that a lot of people maybe don't understand or know um, about the championship is that the American Volleyball Coaches Association, the ABCA, does their annual con convention in conjunction with it. So we literally have thousands of coaches, you know, at the high school level, the club level, every level of college that all come here as part of it. Um, they have a lot of educational sessions as part of it. They do on-court demonstrations. It'll all take place at the Tampa Convention Center here a year from now. And then they all come to the matches too. So no matter which teams qualify, we're going to have the fans of those teams. We're going to have local volleyball supporters. And then we're going to have a ton of volleyball coaches here from all around the country, many of which haven't been here since 2009. So that's just one small tidbit. Of, of what you can expect. But again, if you check out our website, you can get our really our, you know, daily diary of sorts from Omaha and learn exactly what, what we learned there as well. Joey Johnston did such a great job chronicling day by day uh, the view from Omaha and, and obviously does a fantastic job each and every time. So I encourage you to check that out, tampabaysports.org. Uh, to go back and just kind of read through, you get a, a true palpable sense of what the scene was like in Omaha, and, and no one does that better than our good friend Joey Johnston. Um, as we get into by the way, if you are tuning in part two of this episode, make sure you go back and listen to part one uh, of the Game Day Everyday podcast. Uh, we recapped some of our thoughts from Omaha. We had a chance to catch up with a few very special guests. Uh, we announced, of course, uh, that the 2023 NCAA volleyball season will begin and end in Tampa Bay uh, as we get ready 
for the Road to Tampa Bay Volleyball Invitational, which will be August 25th through the 26th. Again, all of the notes and all the information on that is in part one of our Game Day Everyday episode. But here on part two, Rob, one of the things that you hit on that really struck a chord with me in part one was your time at USF when you were coming up and you were actually, you know, when you were the basketball manager and you had an opportunity to kind of grow with the women's volleyball program and, and get an opportunity to one of our guests that we actually had, uh, Coach Michelle Collier, um, you know, you spoke to some of your experience learning from her, the USF great. Um, you know, volleyball has been has had such a special place in my heart. It was my first beat that I covered in college uh, when I joined UCF and came there in the summer of 2007. I got assigned to the UCF volleyball beat. And I got an opportunity to truly love and, and gain an appreciation for the game. When I went on to work at Bright House Sports Network, I was the exclusive volleyball play-by-play announcer of uh, Bright House Sports Network and got a chance to to call volleyball games on the high school level. And I just fell in love with the sport and the passion and the hard work and the dedication that these ladies go through to be so excellent at the game of volleyball. I had a chance to watch uh, these uh, NCAA championships here this past weekend and truly take in the sport. Uh, Rob, it's so cool to see the growth of this game. Um, it's such a special game. I know that you, you know, you personally are touched by it with your daughter, Lainey, and how she's kind of come up through the volleyball ranks um, obviously, at Oglethorpe, we're, we're continuing to watch her career grow at the collegiate level. But how special is this game and how cool is it to continue to witness the growth of women's volleyball, not just here in the Tampa Bay area, but on a national level as well? Well, it's an it's an amazing sport. I'm fortunate, as you referenced, to be a volley dad. Uh, my, my daughter started – she tried every sport imaginable. I think we look back and counted probably 12 different sports or activities and then just really gravitated towards volleyball. And I've been fortunate to be a part of her journey all the way from, you know, U10 club all the way up to now with her playing uh, at Oglethorpe in Atlanta. And it's just such a fun sport to watch. Um, It requires so much athleticism and intelligence. And, and, uh, and I think that's the reason why, you know, the TV viewership continues to increase. It's the number one team sport being played, um, you know, across the country for, for girls. And certainly you see that happening here in the state of Florida as well from, you know, the size of the club volleyball events that we host not only in Tampa, but the ones that are taking place in or nearby Orlando too. I mean, you talk about hundreds and hundreds of teams uh, that are not only playing, but then also coming to visit to play as well. So the growth has been tremendous. I think it's going to be on full display uh, when you talk about not having been here in 14 years with the NCAA Volleyball Championship. We see this as a phenomenal chance to showcase that growth really on the biggest stage. So as you can't tell, uh, if you can't tell, we, we certainly are very pumped about it. The, the game has grown significantly and it's going to be on full display here in Tampa in 2023. You mentioned youth participation. Girls high school volleyball has, has increased 15% since 2002. So we've seen a huge growth there. Uh, you know, the college viewership, you mentioned the ratings last year. I mean, last year's NCAA final drew a record for ESPN, 1.2 million viewers. And then this regular season, uh, the attendance record was set twice back in September. So you're starting to see from an attendance standpoint, uh, the true passion there is for women's volleyball on the Olympic level. The U.S. won its first ever women's indoor volleyball Olympic gold last summer in Tokyo. That, of course, helps the game grow. So, And one of the things that I thought was really cool, Rob, and, and I hope that we we get an opportunity to carry this over to Tampa, ESPN launched kind of this red zone-like whip around show for its coverage around Division One women's volleyball this year called the fifth set. We're starting to see an attention um, at, a, at a truly like 
you know, really niche level for women's volleyball. And I love that. And and it's going to be really cool to see how we set the stage and how we carry that forward. Now that our city has the torch to truly help this game grow, it's going to be fun with the flip-flops and the sand and in our beautiful Tampa Bay area to host this championship. And, uh, and truly proud, Rob, of the efforts of our entire team, especially Claire Lessinger and what she's doing, who has such a passion for the sport of volleyball uh, to help really spearhead uh, bringing this event here to Tampa Bay in 23. Oh, we've talked about it so many times in the past. Claire is a you know, phenomenal, one of our dream team that we have assembled here and uh, with, with Team Tampa Bay at the Sports Commission. But you look at this event specifically, back in 2009, she was the head coach at USF, and we got to know her uh, really well. I knew her before that, but got to know her really well because she was a member of our local organizing committee. And then shortly after that event, um, working with her was so great that we were able to bring her on board here full time. And uh, she's been just a huge part of every event that we've, we've uh, had here and to get an opportunity to sit with her a little bit, take a breather in Omaha as we all were sprinting around and ask some questions to get her perspective was fantastic. So let's listen into that interview that took place at the ABCA convention with our great friend and teammate, Claire Lessinger. We are joined by Vice President of Events for the Tampa Bay Sports Commission, our great friend and teammate, Claire Lessinger. Welcome back to the show, Claire. Thanks, Rob. Pleasure to be here. So what are some of the lessons that we've learned here this week? I know you've been here since Wednesday uh, and had an opportunity to visit with a ton of coaches as well as fans and everybody in between. What are some of the early takeaways? Yeah, I think, you know, what's been most beneficial is just to really see it, feel it, listen to folks, um, what their expectations are from this championship. Omaha's done an amazing job, the NCAA, the ABCA, but for us, like, figuring out how to keep the momentum going, find ways to uniquely elevate um, the championship, and, of course, the student-athlete experience. So just making sure we're attending everything we possibly can, getting around the city and seeing the look and decor from touchdown at the airport, you know, all the touches um, to the hotels, to the arena, um, and, and taking it all in, taking as many notes as we possibly can, talking to as many people as we possibly can, and creating excitement and enthusiasm. Now, we're sitting in the ABCA convention. You can actually hear some of the sessions going on in the background. For those that don't know that acronym and don't know what that means, tell us a little bit about the ABCA convention. Yeah, so the ABCA convention is the American Volleyball Coaches Association. It takes place alongside the championship. So you have their member database is high school, club, collegiate, um, you name it. If you're coaching volleyball, they're trying to get you here and they're creating the most robust agenda, something for everyone. But they're also doing showcases that have athletes here. So creating recruiting opportunities for the coaches. It's nonstop action. As you mentioned, you know, we've got stuff going on on courts. We've got vendors here. Um, then there's a lot of classroom sessions. Uh, you've got the leaders of the sport coming here and sharing their expertise and knowledge. Um, it's it's really incredible. Um, and then it, all these folks go to the game, you know, so they're here to really celebrate an entire year of volleyball, volleyball success, and grow the game. So we're sitting in our booth uh, within the ABCA marketplace and have had a chance to visit with a ton of coaches all week long. What has been their reaction uh, to, to getting a chance to go to Tampa next year? Pure excitement. Um, 
we're out of all of our tchotchkes. Uh, they've been very popular. They were sunglasses, by the way. Um, but no, I think what's, I was just sharing with a friend, that I think what's so cool is so many were in Tampa in 09. So they're coming up to the booth, they're engaging, they're telling us stories about when we last hosted. And then we can point to the banners behind us and say, and this is all that's changed. Um, and to the footprint and the walkability, convenience, accessibility of what they're going to experience in our in our new vibrant downtown. I mean, they will, they truly will not recognize um, what has transpired since the last time they were there. So they're clearly excited about the weather, um, of course, uh, but I think they're just really excited to have the championship uh, back in Tampa and in the South. Now switching things up, we've, we've also had a booth at the arena. Yes. And had an opportunity to visit with all the fans. What is been their excitement level like as well? It has been very similar. Um, you know, the traffic was nonstop at the booth on the concourse, and we're so appreciative of the NCAA and ABCA who give us the chance to do this. Um, but the enthusiasm, it makes our job pretty easy when you stand there and you're promoting Tampa in the next year. Um, but I think because it's been so long since it's been in Tampa, there's even this heightened and elevated um, level of excitement. So again, we've just been talking and selling um, what they're gonna, what they can expect to experience. Um, people are booking hotels now. Um, they're anxious, they're excited, um, which just makes us even more anxious and excited to host. And we just made a really special announcement in terms of debuting the Road to Tampa Bay Invitational. Can you take the listeners behind the scenes of how that all came together, you know, what exactly is gonna happen and why it's so important to us as a host committee? Absolutely, so the Road to Tampa Bay, the, really the initial goal was to start the NCAA season, volleyball season in Tampa and ended in Tampa. But then it also gives us as a host city and with our partners at Amley Arena, USF, the host institution, an opportunity to do a dry run in the arena to, to re-prepare ourselves to host volleyball um, at Amley Arena. So that was kind of the dual fold mission. Um, but then we wanted to go out and recruit the highest caliber teams we possibly could um, to make it really appealing to the volleyball fans. Um, so we'll have top 25 teams coming and, and battling it out that opening weekend. Um, there's going to be some really cool stories um, that we can thread throughout those opponents that are going to play each other. Um, and then again, like it gives us an opportunity to market, promote, cross-promote that match, the NCAA championship coming um, in December and try to get sell tickets right out of the gates August through December. So four great programs coming. We've got Florida, Penn State, Georgia Tech, and USF. And they all have one similarity in common in addition to being great programs, and that's they're led by female head coaches. Yes. Why was that so important to us in terms of as we identified potential teams for that event? Yes, so that was very intentional in, in identifying um, programs that were led by female coaches. And then, as mentioned, like we've got some really cool storytelling with those because you've got Georgia Tech, who Michelle Collier was the greatest of all time player at USF coming back home. Uh, Mary Wise, who runs you know the top program in the state, one of the top programs in the country. We know that will draw um, from a fan base. You got your host institution that's going to get to match up with an in-state rivalry, and then you got Penn State coming um, that you know one uh, in 09. So you've got that story too to talk about a program that was there in 09 and one in 09. Um, but for us, it's about women supporting women. So we will leverage all of the legacy initiatives um, that we continue to invest in in our community. We'll find unique ways to empower young female student athletes through that hosting effort um, and, and really make sure that we are not leaving any stone unturned when it comes to tapping the youth volleyball market in our entire state and drive attendance, awareness, and growth of the game. 
well said. Now, last question, how excited are you personally <laughs> to finally host? So, you and I obviously knew each other at USF. Right. You know, we got to know each other even more when you were the head coach at USF and USF was our host institution in 2009. You know, shortly after you came over uh, and started working with the Sports Commission and have ran, helped run all these great events from Super Bowl to WrestleMania to Frozen Fours to Women's Final Fours but not a volleyball championship. Right, right. So we finally have it coming. You were like the mayor walking around <laughs> Omaha, seeing folks that you hadn't seen in quite some time, um, you know, visiting with old friends, meeting new friends. How excited are you personally, Claire Lessinger, to get an opportunity to help lead Tampa finally hosting another NCAA volleyball championship? I kind of feel like the player that's going to win the national championship tonight when they go I have no words because I'm so excited that's kind of how I feel um, about this opportunity it really is it's my old world and new world uniting um, you know I know we don't have favorite events so I'm not going to go out and say that but I think everyone can sense what I mean um, in that like the opportunity to work so closely with as you mentioned friends colleagues um, you know I have 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 been blessed to coach and play this sport a long time. And so that network uh, and leveraging that network to really hopefully uh, make sure that Tampa shines and that we sell out um, is is a dream come true. Uh, so it's been a long wait because 10 years, Rob, I've been at the Sports Commission. You promised me this when I come. know, I know. <laughs> That's how we kept keep you here for so long was just the, the further we pushed it out, we could make sure we had you locked in. But Claire, you've done an awesome job getting us to this point. You know, everything around this trip, the, the bid to this trip, to everything I know we're all going to uh, do over this next year to make sure that it's a huge success. So thank you so much for, for all your efforts. Thanks for joining us today. And it's going to be a, an amazing journey over these next 365 days. Thank you. I cannot wait. Always great to hear from Claire. Uh, Rob, you can hear throughout that interview and, and even just talking to her, the passion she has for the sport, how excited she is for 2023 and, and truly uh, how we're going to, to to you know, put the best foot forward in terms of showing off the growth of our city. 14 years in the making, as we've been we've been discussing. I love that Claire was there in 2009, obviously with you know as the USF volleyball coach, and now gets an opportunity to kind of lead the way. Uh, and so it's it's very special. We got one more interview uh, left for this part two of the Game Day Everyday podcast. Uh, another one of our friends was up there in uh, in Omaha for an opportunity to take it in the USF Senior Associate Athletic Director for Administration, um, Dr. Jody. It was it was great to visit with her. Rob, her perspective up there was was incredible. Uh, this is someone who you know oversees men's and women's track, cross country, but also women's volleyball and adding the sport of beach volleyball as well at USF. Good to talk to Dr. Dr. Jody up there in, in Omaha as well. Yeah, USF has been such a fantastic partner on each of these collegiate championships as our host institution. Michael Kelly and his team really pour their heart and soul into partnering with us. And so to have Jody Libadisos with us um, as part of the host effort, it only made a ton of sense uh, because of how involved USF is. And it's, to have them also in the Road to Tampa Bay Invitational is is incredible and we just truly appreciate all of their support so let's listen in as we dive into all the details with with jody in terms of their role as our host institution so senior associate athletic director for administration what do your duties entail as it relates to USA? yeah it's a new role for us so still trying to figure that out a little bit as we kind of grow uh, as we know college athletics is expanding and changing on the daily um, but a big part of what i do is title nine 
I oversee our track and field and, and cross country programs, women's volleyball, and then I'll be adding beach as we look to expand and add beach volleyball um, and do a lot of other administrative duties for us. I want to follow up on the addition of beach volleyball. I think you've had a chance the last few days to visit with a lot of folks. Is there a real buzz around the ABCA convention when it comes to beach volleyball and USF athletics? Definitely. Uh, you know, people are knocking down the door, really excited. I uh, think that it's a really special place in Tampa to be able to build a program for beach. Uh, it's something that we're really excited about and just ready to get things rolling. Now, USF Athletics obviously has a ton of momentum going on right now. Look at a lot of the programs and the energy around it. How is it in terms of excitement when it comes to, to the athletic program in and around the community? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, being in, on, in, on the inside, we have excitement all the time and we hear that word potential all the time and we're ready to, we think the stars are aligned and we're ready to show the world what USF is capable of doing, so the excitement is real. Now you're a former student athlete, a gymnast at Mizzou, and you certainly have seen how things have continued to evolve for student athletes. You guys put a real priority on the student athlete experience. Can you talk a little bit about what it means to make sure your student athletes have a, a wonderful time during their four years at USF? Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, at USF, I think we do it better than a lot of people. Um, we want to make sure that they, when they come into us, they're not, we're not just looking at them recruiting while they're here. We're looking at them, what we can help them with when they leave as well. So how can we help enhance their experience in all the ways, career, leadership, community, um, obviously getting their degree, having a great athletic experience in every possible avenue, um, and really looking to keep that relationship going long beyond their playing days. USF Athletics is a big member of, of Team Tampa Bay. How important is it to, to USF to, to be a part of all the different franchises and really be supportive of everything going on, such as hosting an event like the NCAA Volleyball Championship next December? Yeah, it's so important. Uh, we're, we're so grateful to be in a community like Tampa where we have so many great athletic opportunities uh, from pro down to college uh, and, and, and beyond. And great, grateful to work with you guys at the Tampa Bay Sports Commission and we just feel so excited uh, to have, honestly, a great event, another great event coming to Tampa Bay, but all, one that centers around women as well. So that's a really big point for us, too. Yeah, I want to follow up on that because we just did the 50th anniversary of, of Title IX. You guys have obviously really leaned into women's sports program. Why is that so important to you guys? Uh, I think, you know, women are so women's athletics is so special it provides such an opportunity for women to get out and really um, build their their own brand their own voice um, and have just an avenue to be able to do that um, and so we just want to create all the opportunities that we can to make that possible uh, which is par partly why we're adding sports and really trying to build something where we can we feel like we can build something where the women's sports are maybe the best in the area best in the state um, really looking in that direction what can listeners do to support USF and the women's team specifically? Yeah, well, we have an awesome program it's called Stampede for Women, um, and that's a fundraising piece to help provide additional support above and beyond um, for all of our women's teams. So from a financial perspective, that would be an easy way. Come out and support our, all, any of our women's athletics events. Um, the circulators are adding lacrosse and beach. Uh, it's a really exciting time to come and be a part of it and, and get on the front end of it, you know, because this thing's going to good big places. So if you can get on on the front end, it's even more exciting. Absolutely. And last question, how, how much has USF enjoyed being the host institution on events like this, whether it's the Women's Final Four to Men's March Madness and now with the NCAA Volleyball Championship? What has that role meant to you guys? Yeah, we love it. Uh, you know, I've been here at USF for 12 years, so gotten to work with you guys on many of them, and we love getting our student 
athletes involved, uh, all of our staff. It's a great opportunity for us to work together as a community to put on the best championship uh, that the student athletes that are competing in can possibly have. So well, tons of opportunity, tons of great pieces, and, and I don't think anybody does it better than Tampa Bay. Well said, Jody. Thanks for all your time this week. It's been fun being in the meetings with you and taking a lot of notes and pictures, and it's going to be a great next year working and leading into this awesome event. Definitely. Thanks so much, Rob. What a year it's been in 2022 for the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. What a year it's going to be in 2023. Before we look ahead uh, to what's coming in the year 2023, I just want to look back for a quick second, Rob. Obviously, you know, I want to commend your team. This has been, uh, from my perspective, I'm, I'm so grateful to have had kind of a front row seat to watch you and your team work, um, you know, to kind of be in the driver's seat here for the Game Day Everyday podcast, to be alongside your crew. I'm so proud uh, of what you all do to represent our town and bringing you know, these major events to our city. When you think of the year 2022, Rob, what, what stands out? What are some of the highlights and how proud are you of the efforts of you and your team and what you've been able to accomplish? Well, I mean, if I jumped into all the details, Ryan, we would need a part three uh, looking back on 2022 with how much we we jammed into it. But it, you, you look back and um, from a major event side of things, having an opportunity to host uh, the SEC men's basketball tournament again, another event that we hadn't had since 2009, but have worked really hard to to get back here. Uh, it was just cool hearing how much uh, those fans enjoyed it and how impressed uh, they were with with our ho hometown and and all the improvements that have happened here. To an event that we've never hosted with the U.S. Gymnastics Championships in August, um, you know, to work with USAG uh on their really crown jewel event was fantastic that's naturally an event that we want to try to work hard to bring back in the future as well to just countless youth and amateur events you know jason augie and tony diaz and and our entire team uh spend a tremendous amount of time on on trying to recruit events that take place here each and every weekend you may not hear about them uh, quite as much as some of the bigger events, but they're very important to us. They're very important to our hospitality industry as they fill our hotels and our restaurants and our shops nearly each and every weekend. Um, you know, two around 200,000 room nights were filled through sports tourism this past year. Uh, so it's got a, a huge impact on, on our community. So there was a ton of great takeaways again, uh, we could be here forever if we really recapped the the entire year, but it was an awesome year and truly we're grateful to all of our partners, whether it's our facilities, to our hotels, uh, to the ancillary event venues, to um, you know our volunteers. It really takes a village for us to be successful and we're fortunate to have, I'm biased, the best village around uh, in order to be able to do this. So we're really grateful to them for all of their support and in, in 2022. As I said, as someone who gets a, a front row seat to watch you and your team work, it has been awesome uh, to see kind of the, uh, the, the revival, the bounce back, right. Post pandemic. It's crazy to think Rob that, you know, just a couple of years ago, you and I were sitting in a convention center getting ready for, um, you know, Super Bowl 55, right. And, and getting ready for uh, the opportunity to, to host, you know, one of the biggest events in, in the world. And here we are a couple of years later, um, you know, watching our area thrive and, and getting ready for what's going to be an awesome and incredible 2023. And there's so many events coming to town that I know you and our team are so excited about, uh, whether it's Supercross or, or the Frozen Four that is making a return here to Tampa Bay or uh, being able to host the Savannah Bananas uh, here at, at George Steinbrenner Field. 
Um, there's so much coming. The, the college volleyball championships, which we've spent, uh, you know, the, these last two part one and part two episodes talking about. Um, what, as you look ahead to, to 2023, Rob, how excited are you for what our city is going to continue to do, the events we're going to host here, and um, and how proud you are to continue to show off our, our awesome region as we prepare to bring more and more world-class events here to our city? Yeah, I mean, if we thought 2022 was busy, wait until everybody sees 2023. You touched on Supercross and the Frozen Four and Savannah Bananas. Um, you know, we just announced the Road to Tampa Bay Invitational in August and then going to be able to crown the, the national championship, a national champion in December for, for NCAA Volleyball as well. I mean, those are five fantastic events. And trust me, there'll be plenty others in between as well. So it's going to be an exciting 2023. Um, it's going to be one that folks don't want to miss. You know, continue to stay tuned to our social media channels, uh, as well as our website, tampasports.org, um, because it's going to be action packed and electric. And it's going to be a year that uh, that none of us will ever forget. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see uh, what's to come in 2023. Grateful to be a part of it. Uh, you know, I, I personally, Rob, want to thank you for allowing me to, to continue to, you know, be a part of this team, you know, as someone who's come in here and, and, and able to host this podcast, work alongside Joey and, and the incredible group that you have from Claire uh, to Tony to obviously yourself, Jason, uh, and everybody. Um, grateful for for our 2022 journey. And and my friend, I'm very excited for what 2023 is going to bring. Uh, it's going to be an awesome year and, and happy to be a part of it. So thank you for allowing me to, to get this front row seat to watch your team work. Yeah, don't get all emotional here to end the year, Ryan. We got to stay focused. It's going to be a fantastic year. We're going to finish strong in 2022, and then we're going to have an awesome 2023. So, like, I know you're an emotional guy. Like, let's just stay dialed in because we got a great journey ahead. And thank you, by the way, for giving me a hall pass on not saying the Game Day Everyday podcast was my favorite part of 2022. It was up there. It was up there, but I had to give the SEC and USAG some love. I do love that. Look, as I wipe my tears away from from all of the emotions of, of what we've gone through this year, uh, I'll revert back to uh, to what I do best, which is asking you for favors. So let me end this 2022 uh, and, and this part two podcast here with just a, a quick favor. You know, I, I've mentioned it uh, before we started this podcast. My girlfriend is a big Buffalo Bills fan. Obviously, they're right now the number one seed in the playoffs. have, have clinched a spot, you know, in the postseason. Uh, I hear a go Bills from downstairs here as I'm here in Buffalo. The only request that I have to put in, Rob, you, you've got some connections with the NFL. So, you know, if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl, I might need you to help put in a phone call just, just for two tickets. That's all I ask. Two tickets to the Super Bowl in Arizona. I don't think that's too much to ask just from your, your loving, you know, co-host here on the Game Day Everyday podcast, right? Um, absolutely not. We want to wish everybody a great holiday season <laughs> and a happy new year. We truly appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we love that you're a part of this journey and we can't wait to continue that on into the new year. In all seriousness, we love you guys. Uh, we're so appreciative for all your support uh, for uh, the Tampa Bay Sports Commission, the Game Day Everyday podcast. Uh, Rob, my friend, a happy holidays to you and the entire family. You know how much love I have for you and your team. I hope it is a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, and cheers to 2023, my friend. Here's my pure life water. I'll give you a little cheers into the screen because it is going to be, it is going to be a heck of, oh, look at that. N nice product Zero. placement for you, my yes. friend. Nice Our product partner. placement. Always working hard here to, to make sure that our partners are well represented. Rob, happy holidays, my friend. Cheers to a great 23. Let's get it, buddy. All right. Thanks, my friend.